All right, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I've been gone for about a month. I'm sorry. I've been busy. It's been crazy. Had a lot of shit going on. I'm gonna tell you all about it. I'm gonna bring you up to date. Hope you've all been doing well. Um, this is Zach, and you're listening to the That's What I'm Screaming podcast. Thanks for coming back, or if this is your first time, thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, a lot's been going on. I'm gonna fill you in on some of it. Uh, hopefully, you've had a good life and you've been doing well the last month. Hopefully, you're getting your COVID shot. I hope everybody's getting vaccinated. Um, I got my first shot three days ago. I'm recording this on a Saturday. Um, The previous Wednesday, I got my COVID shot. And um, it's been quite the experience, I'm going to tell you. Uh, It's been kind of an emotional experience as much as anything. And I'll get into more details on that. I'd love to hear what you've been up to for the last month. Uh, please reach out, send me an email. It's uh, real easy. It's the that's what I'm screaming podcast at gmail.com. No capital letters, no punctuation, just that's what I'm screaming podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. So I'm going to start um, by saying that I've been really excited about getting vaccinated um, against COVID-19. And I know that nothing is 100% and nothing's guaranteed, but I think it definitely increases my chances to not catch it again. I've had COVID. Uh, I've talked about it in detail on the podcast. Now, some people will tell you that I almost died from it and battled it for a month, but I know better. I know I'm too fucking mean to die. The good die young. I got many years left. So um, that is kind of been what I've been going through for the last, oh, I don't know, two or three months uh, since I registered to get my COVID shot. Uh, I've just been really excited about it. You know, I still, you know, been wearing my mask everywhere and doing things that I'm supposed to do, trying to protect myself and others around me, total strangers. I'm interested in protecting them as well. Uh, also for the last two weeks, and this will give you some insight as to how my mind works. Uh, I've been listening to one of my all time favorite bands of all time. Pretty, pretty solid every day for about the last two weeks. It's a band that I fell in love with when I was 13. And that was back in the eighties. For those of you who specialize in math, um, the band is called Anthrax and they're part of that mid eighties thrash metal kind of thing. They're from New York city. And, uh, I love anthrax. Um, they're right up there with Metallica and all the other big bands of the, of the time. And it's kind of funny that, uh, at the time that I'm getting my first of two doses of the COVID vaccine that I'm spending all my time listening to a band that was named after a disease. That's right. Anthrax is a disease. And, I just, I don't know. I see the irony in that, but, um, I've been listening to them a lot. I do that a lot. I go back to old bands that I grew up listening to and I do deep dives and I go back and I listen to everything and I listen to it over and over and I listen to it while I'm driving and while I'm taking a shower and shaving. And I just, I like to do that. Um, one of the cool things about the band Anthrax, uh, I've been a real big fan of several of their members, but uh, one in particular, a guy named Scott Ian, who um, is rhythm guitarist, uh, main lyric writer, 
and founding member. It's his band. He started the band back, I think, in 1981 or something. And I've been a big fan of his, everything he's done. He's done a lot of other things as well. Um, but what I jumped into in the last couple of weeks is he's written two books. And uh, I'm into audiobooks. <clears throat> excuse me, you know, as like I am listening to a lot of podcasts. I listen to audiobooks as well. And uh, I bought both of his. And the cool thing about it, number one, was he read the audio version of the book himself. And uh, in my experience with audiobooks, I seem to like the books that are read by the author better than doing it the other way, having someone else read it. I think it's kind of important because when someone's reading a book that they didn't write, they're just reading a script and you can hear it. You can tell there's no emotion. There's no inflection. It's just, it's just them reading a page. But Scott's books are great because um, he's reading them himself. And uh, at times he even makes himself chuckle because both books have some hilarious moments in it. The first one is um, his autobiography. It's called I'm the Man that guy from Anthrax and um, I'm the man is named after a song that they did in the eighties. It was kind of a, their version of rap song. Sounds a lot like the beastie boys actually. And the second one is called access all areas, which is just funny stories um, that he's accumulated over the years of being in a touring metal band and traveling all over the world and meeting, meeting all kinds of cool people. And the thing I love the most about these two books is that he's just an amazing storyteller and he's extremely funny. If you don't listen to or read these books and just laugh out loud, there were a couple instances. Sorry, I got the sniffles. There were a couple instances where I was driving down the road and I was listening to his audiobooks and I literally was crying to the, was laughing to the point where I had tears rolling down my face. I'm sure people in traffic thought I was crazy, but fuck them. So, uh, excuse me, sip of coffee. Have you noticed that I have the sniffles a lot when I do these podcasts? I think it's because I do them in the morning. I think I should start doing these after a night of drinking and do them at like one or two o'clock in the morning. They'd probably be way more entertaining. I think I'm going to try that. But anyway, back to the story. If you get a chance to check out um, Scott Ian's books, I'm the Man or Access All Areas, please do. They're funny, even if you're not a fan of heavy metal music. They're pretty fucking entertaining. Um, he's a guy that um, he's been in the public spotlight since the mid 80s. He's been famous since the mid 80s. And I've never heard anything negative about him. I've never heard anyone say he's an asshole. Never been a story about him, you know, beating his wife or, or being mean to people or anything like that. So pretty cool because we live in a society where they like to talk about that kind of stuff. So yeah, I'm waiting to get my COVID vaccine. I've been listening to a band named after a disease. I just, it makes sense to me. So moving forward in the program, um, my girlfriend was kind enough to really follow up hard on when I could get my vaccine. And I've been kind of uh, anticipating this for a while and, and somewhat excited about it. I've had the vaccine, excuse me, I've had the illness go back a step. I, I had COVID. Um, I wanted the vaccine because I just want to get back to doing things in life. I've mentioned on previous podcasts, I want to get back to going to concerts and traveling and doing, you know, things that I actually enjoy doing and want to do, but involve contact with other people. 
but I want to do it safely. And I live in a state, I live in Virginia, and our governor is the only governor in the United States that's actually a medical doctor. Uh, governor Northam uh, was a practicing physician for years, and um, I don't know his record. I don't know even what type of medicine he practiced. I think he was a pediatrician, but I can't swear to it. But anyway, I felt pretty comfortable listening to him was when this thing first started, he was doing press conferences every day at two o'clock, like clockwork. And then it went to once a week. And now he just kind of does it whenever he feels he needs to do it. But I, I had a lot of confidence in him because he was a doctor and I, I felt like he was doing things the right way. Well, the rollout of the vaccination has kind of bummed me out a little bit because in my state, a lot of the inmates got vaccinated very early on. I, I think a lot of the inmates were actually getting vaccinated uh, before a lot, the majority of the elderly people were being vaccinated, who I thought should have been vaccinated first. Elderly people, uh, people with compromised immune systems, school teachers, uh, public workers, people in the service industry. All of these people should have been vaccinated before me. But I think they should have been vaccinated before the inmates as well. And I, I read a story where they were offering inmates more computer time or more visiting time with their families if they would agree to go ahead and get vaccinated. And, you know, I realize, and I'm going to do a tirade one day on this podcast about uh, incarceration in the prison system in our country, but. I've got to be psyched up to do that because it's pretty detailed and pretty thick. But um, I know a lot of people are in prison and shouldn't be. People in prison because they had a bag of weed in their pocket. I don't agree with that. But I feel like, and I've made the joke to several people, that I knew I would be able to get my vaccination once we had everybody on death row vaccinated. But then the governor between then and now abolished the death penalty in our state. So... Well, hopefully that sped up the process. I don't know. But I was a little concerned, and my girlfriend followed up on it, and she figured out a time and got me set up with an appointment. So this previous Wednesday, I went to get my first dose, and I was told to be there at 945. So I'm very big on being punctual, and I've never been late to anything that I'm aware of. When I was a kid, if I thought I was going to be late to school, I just wouldn't go. So I wanted to be early. So I figured if I got there at 930, that's 15 minutes early. It should be plenty of time. Well, I get there at 930. The line's out the door from where people are being registered. And there's 50 people standing on the sidewalk in front of the building. And I'm like, holy shit. Doesn't look like I'm going to get in here by 945. Well, the line started picking up started moving and I was starting to feel better about it. Excuse me, sip of coffee part two. So I get to the door where you meet the first person that you come into contact with that is working at this facility. And I get there right at 945. So I feel good. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so the guy says, is this your first shot or your second shot? And I told him it was my first. So then I um, get pointed to a table 
where it's got a sign up that says Moderna first shot check-in. And they had other tables for second shot check-in. So this is great. I walk up to the guy and he asked me my name and he asked me my birth date. And he says, go ahead and get in line. Never even asked me for my ID. Didn't ask for any paperwork. And I came prepared. I had my little printed out confirmation for my appointment. And I had my driver's license in my hand. Never asked me for shit. He asked me for my name and birthday. So I get in line and they've got these little spots on the floor that tell you where to stand. And you can move up when the person in front of you moves up. Very big on social distancing. Everybody's wearing a mask. And they've got this zigzag formation there set up for everybody to move through the line. And when I get there, I'm thinking there's probably about 100 people in front of me. And um, I'm thinking, okay, this may take a while. No big deal. But it actually moved pretty quick. I think I was there for all of one hour from beginning to end. My appointment was at 945. I got there at 930. I was out the door at, I think, 1025 after my 15-minute waiting period to make sure that I didn't fall over and have problems. So I got to tell you, when I walked out the door, going back to my vehicle to continue with my day, There was a sense of this huge weight being lifted off of me. There was a sense of elation, like it's time to celebrate. It's time to party. If I would have gotten this shot at four o'clock in the afternoon, I would have went straight to a bar. But it was, you know, 1030 in the morning when I left. But I had this sense of euphoria from getting this and just being like, finally, finally, I'm on the path to getting back to a normal life and to doing things that I enjoy doing. We've talked about it before. I cannot wait to go to my first concert. And I don't give a fuck who it is. I just cannot wait to see live music again. It's going to be amazing. I might cry. I might cry. So I leave and I feel great. And I was told by several people inside this facility that you might feel like shit for a few days, but it probably won't hit you until tomorrow. I said, okay, fine, whatever. I mean, I had COVID. I felt like shit for an entire month. What's a couple of days, right? And so I went on with my day. I was working. I did my normal thing. And I just, it was a great day. I just, I felt like a million bucks. I felt like this huge weight had been lifted off of me. And I was proud you know, I was happy to get my vaccine and I work with a lot of uh, people who are conspiracy theorists and deeply religious conservative folk. And they think that the vaccine, they think the whole thing's a hoax. They think COVID's a hoax. They think the vaccine is just a way for the government to chip us and to keep up with what we're doing. And I got news for you. If you've got a smartphone in your pocket, the government knows everything they ever needed to know about you. Your whole fucking life is in that phone. Every political view you have, every time you've downloaded and watched porn, every time you've bought something on Amazon, the whole fucking world knows what you do, okay? I don't have anything to fucking hide. As a matter of fact, I feel pretty fucking sorry for anybody who would spend a minute of their day looking at my history of things that I've done because you're going to be bored to fucking tears, okay? So I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about 
the government, you know, giving us some kind of tracing uh, mechanism where they can follow us and keep up with what they're doing. They're already doing that. They've been doing that for a long fucking time. Okay. And as far as I've heard people say, Oh, it's the mark of the beast. It's the mark of the antichrist or whatever. It's the six, 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 you know, fuck all that. I don't believe in any of that bullshit. Anyway, I don't believe in any invisible wizard living in the sky. I don't buy in any of that bullshit. So, yeah, I was happy to get it. I was having a great, great day, and I wanted to celebrate. But I went on about my day, and I worked, and I did my normal thing, and um, went over to my girlfriend's and spent time with her. Just enjoyed it. Had, had a great day. My mind had such positive feelings going through it of, you know, I can't wait now to travel and, and go back to doing the cool shit that I used to do. So and basically, ever since I started this podcast, I started this podcast basically because of COVID and the lockdown and boredom. Um, I used to do a lot of cool fucking shit before I was doing this podcast, and I can't wait to get back to it. But I'm going to keep the podcast going because I, it's added to my happiness. Okay. So, um, the next day, the day after my shot, which was Thursday, I woke up and I felt pretty rough. I felt like I was hungover, but I knew I wasn't. I hadn't had enough to drink to be hungover. Went to work, felt bad, thought, well, maybe I just need to get something to eat. So I got something to eat. I don't usually eat a lot in the morning, but I said, fuck it. I feel bad. I'm going to get something to eat. And... um it just kept getting worse. It just kept feeling worse. So around lunchtime, uh, I went home. I went to bed. I felt horrible. And I felt like I had the flu. Um, I had um, all the flu symptoms without the cough or the sneezing or any of that. I had bad body aches. I was having pretty severe chills. Um, I didn't quite have a headache. I felt like at one point I was starting to maybe develop a headache. Um, but yeah, I was feeling pretty, pretty bad. My uh, girlfriend was kind enough to come and check on me. And I tried to reassure her that I'm fine. And I was. And I knew I was. I knew this wasn't anywhere near what I had experienced when I actually had COVID. I knew that. And I had done a little research online. And I knew what to expect. And I talked to other people that had gone through the same thing that had, you know, that day after the day of was fine, but the day after and possibly the, the second day after was just horrible. So I'm laying in bed and um, around 4.30 that evening, I decided, well, I need to eat something and I probably need to take something. And I had some Tylenol PM, shout out to Tylenol, you're the shit. Just saying, I'm not trying to get free Tylenol, but I'll fucking take it if you give it to me. So anyway, I took Tylenol PM. I ordered DoorDash. I had some uh, veggie fried rice and some garlic broccoli from my local Chinese place. I ate, took my Tylenol PM, and I went to sleep. And uh, I woke up at about responding to text to my son and my girlfriend and I got up and I was like, Hey, Whoa, wait a minute. 
I feel okay. It's 8.30. This is four hours after I'd taken Tylenol PM and eaten. And I was like, oh, shit. I, man, I, I better not I better not take this for granted. I better not try and do anything crazy. I thought maybe I was hallucinating that I felt good. So I went back to sleep and uh, slept until about 1 o'clock, pretty solid. I woke up and realized that I'd had a fever and that the fever had broke while I was asleep, obviously. And I woke up around one o'clock and I got to tell you, I felt like a million bucks. I felt like I just need to get up and get the day started now. I just need to go into work. I need to go into office at one o'clock in the morning. I feel amazing. And I debated on taking more medicine because I was like, well, you know, maybe I should take some more medicine, but I used to get up between four and five o'clock for work every day. Maybe I shouldn't because I might be groggy, blah, blah, blah. I'm telling you all this detail because if you're getting ready to take your COVID shot, I want you to know what I went through and it wasn't so bad. It was fine. So one o'clock in the morning, I felt good. I said, well, I'm just going to try and go back to sleep, even though I feel like a million bucks and I feel like I could put the world in a headlock at this point. Went back to sleep. Set my alarm for 4.15 to give myself time to make a my half a pot of coffee that I like before I leave home. And I woke up at 4.15, and I still felt like a million bucks. And I got to tell you, today is Saturday. I'm recording this on a Saturday morning. And since I woke up Thursday night, Friday morning at 1 a.m., I feel right now the best that I have felt in over a year. That's no joke. It's the combination of I got past that shitty second day of getting my shot and I have the weight of the waiting for the vaccine off of me. And I have a lot of positive thoughts going through my head of I'm planning things now that I want to do because I feel like the world is going in the right direction and the vaccine has been rolled out. And basically now it seems like it's gotten to the point that anybody that wants one can get one at least around here. Um, I saw college kids getting the vaccine while I was in line. So, if, I mean, if the college kids are getting it, it should be pretty much open to everybody, right? So there's a sense now of relief and excitement. The relief is I survived COVID. I made it through the first round. Now I've got to take my second shot. Oh, here's a funny joke. You'll love this. So I got my first shot on Wednesday, which was National Beer Day, right? I get my second shot on Cinco de Mayo. Coincidence? I don't fucking think so. I think the alcohol gods are looking out for me. Okay. So, um, no, I just wanted to share that with everybody, uh, for anybody who maybe getting ready to get vaccinated or has been vaccinated. I think we're all on common ground. I think in a few years when we look back on this, we'll all kind of feel like, hey, you know what? We were all on the same team. We all went through this together. Everybody was the same. It didn't matter your background. It didn't matter your income level. It didn't matter your race, your religion, your beliefs, conservative liberal it didn't matter we were all on the same on the same playing field we were all in the same game 
And I'm hoping that in spite of some of my bullshit that I've talked on here and bullshit that I've heard from other people around me, coworkers and people I just meet in this little conservative town that I live in, I'm hoping we all use this as a mechanism to kind of just be like, you know what? We're all the same. We went through the same experience. It didn't matter who we were, what our background was or anything. We all went through the same bullshit together. We all went through experiencing the COVID lockdown. We all went through trying to organize and get vaccinated. We all went through trying to protect the elderly people. We all went through trying to educate our children through online classes and networks and so on and so forth. We all went through this shit together. We're all exactly the same. I really, really hope that that is how COVID and the pandemic is remembered. So what do I think is going to be the future of the vaccination and COVID and the coronavirus? Um, I had a conversation with someone just yesterday where they asked me if I was going to get my vaccination card laminated. And I kind of thought about that for a second. I, I have it. It's in my wallet, but I hadn't really thought about having it laminated or anything like that. Uh, I hope I've, I've got it saved in, in my phone where I've got the confirmation email that says I've been vaccinated. And I think there are going to be companies out there, I think, that are going to require vaccination to participate in whatever services they offer. I wouldn't be surprised if companies like Ticketmasters, Ticketmaster, excuse me, um, start asking for verification of vaccination in order to buy, you know, concert tickets or things like that, especially on indoor events. Uh, a lot of the bands that I, I love have been sitting at home and they figured out Patreon and they figured out all these different ways to try and and make money while they're sitting at home, but their bread and butter is touring, is playing live shows because nobody buys fucking albums anymore. Um, you know, they get like a penny a listen. If you stream on Spotify, the artist gets like a penny a listen. And if the publishing for that particular song you listen to gives points to the songwriter and everybody in the band and everybody in catering and everybody in wardrobe, and they all have to split that penny, then there's really not a lot of fucking money. Uh, being made off of Spotify and other platforms like that. So my favorite bands uh, have and favorite musical artists have really been kicked in the balls by this whole thing because they haven't been able to do live shows. Um, I've bought a fair amount of merchandise from some of my favorite artists because I know that's might be their only income. And um, one of my favorite bands growing up was it's a band called Faster Pussycat. And I reached out to their lead singer and ordered a bunch of shit. And he sent me back a little cool little personal note and that he signed and everything. And I thought that was pretty cool. But I mean, these guys have to make a living and I want them to keep making music. I don't want my favorite rock band to have to go work at fucking, you know, a restaurant or something. I want them to keep making music for me to listen to. So I think the future of the vaccine and vaccination is going to be you may have to prove that you've been vaccinated in order to do certain things. And you know what? I'm cool with that. If I go to an arena with 12,000 people to a concert, 
I'm going to feel a lot better if I know that everybody in the building has been vaccinated because it was a requirement. Now, I understand there are people out there that say, oh, well, I have the freedom to not be vaccinated and so on and so forth. And, and you're, you're absolutely right. But I shouldn't have your unhealthy willingness to be vaccinated standing next to me. You're imposing on my freedom to want to be healthy by standing next to me, not wearing a mask and not being vaccinated. You're imposing on my freedom of health. So freedom goes both ways, motherfuckers. It's not just a freedom to say, I don't want something, but it's also the freedom to say, I don't want to be next to the dumb motherfucker that doesn't care about his own personal health. I'm just saying, that's why I don't shop at Walmart. Just saying. So, um, I think moving forward, uh, airlines are probably going to require vaccination certificates to fly internationally, maybe not in the United States because, you know, we all think God's going to protect us here, right? Um, but yeah, I think international flight is probably going to be affected. International travel, period. There's going to be countries that are going to say, you're not coming here unless you can prove you've been vaccinated. And I think that's fine. Uh, I, I think they are well within their rights to do that. You know, my girlfriend made a comment this morning that we were talking about something similar where she said, you know, hey, if you go to your you go to a local grocery store and you don't like their customer service, you have the right to go to another grocery store. That's just the way it is. You can go and and do business with whoever you want. And if you don't if you don't want to get vaccinated and someone doesn't want to do business with you because you're not vaccinated, well that's their right. It's your right not to get vaccinated, and it's everybody else's right not to want to be around you. That's just the way it is. Moving forward, I think um, we're going to see some changes. I think we've already seen some changes. Um, People are washing their hands a lot more. How about that shit? People are using a lot more hand sanitizer. People are cleaning surfaces a lot more. I go to the grocery store. I'm next in line in the... The girl brings out the spray bottle with the solution in it, and she sprays off the little conveyor belt before she lets me put my stuff down. I'm cool with that. I dig it. I like cleanliness. I bathe every day, sometimes twice during the summer. I'm not a fanatic. I'm not a germaphobe. I'll drink water out of a water hose every day if you want me to. But I'm not willingly going to say no to something that might protect me from getting sick. Just how I feel. And I want to be around other people that feel the same way. And that's my choice to be around other people that feel the same way. And it's my choice not to want to be around people who don't want to be vaccinated, who don't think that COVID's real, who think it's a hoax. It's some big political hoax. You know, I heard people say, oh, if Joe Biden gets elected, it's just going to magically disappear as soon as he gets into the White House. Well, guess what, motherfuckers? It didn't. People kept dying. So it wasn't a political hoax. It wasn't a scam. It wasn't a conspiracy theory. People got sick and died. That shit's real. Um, Unfortunately, with the vaccination and everything is a chance, I have a coworker whose grandmother died within days of getting her COVID shot. Now, I never heard if they think that the two were related or connected, 
But I guess if you have a compromised immune system, then there's always a chance. But we take chances every day. I'm willing to take a chance, if the odds are in my favor, to do something for myself that's going to make me healthier. I try to watch what I eat. Um, I try moderation on my alcohol consumption. Eh, it's about 50-50 for me at this point in life. But I try. I think about it. That counts for something, right? So, yeah, I just think the basic desire of self-preservation should always overrule a person's belief in conspiracy theories. I want to survive and be healthy, and I don't give a fuck who the president is in that case. I just don't. I'm selfish. It's all about me. All right. I think that's about it. I think I'm done screaming. That's what I'm screaming, right? I'm done screaming. Well, there's a lot more where this came from, so get ready, motherfuckers, because I'm vaccinated and I'm ready to spit venom, so get ready. It's coming. All right. Thank you for listening. If this is your first time, thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed it. hope you come back for more. If this is not your first time and you come back for more of my bullshit, then I have to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Please reach out. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your opinion. I would love to hear what you like about my podcast. I'd love to hear what you don't like about my podcast. If you want to debate, if you want to be on the podcast, drop me a line. Maybe we can work something out. The email is that's what I'm screaming podcast at gmail.com. No capital letters, no punctuation, just that's what I'm screaming podcast at gmail.com. I hope you guys are getting vaccinated and have a wonderful, wonderful life. That's what I'm screaming.